This is a podcast of the Nuffield Department of Medicine. Today we speak with Professor Colin Goding about his research on melanoma. How common is melanoma? There's about 13,000 new cases per year in the UK, about 100,000 throughout Europe. And one of the interesting things, or the most important things about melanoma is the fact that over the last 40 years, the incidence has doubled every 10 years. And so it has one of the fastest rising incidences. The good news is that if you detect it early enough, you can just cut it out and that's an effective cure. The bad news is that if it spreads to other parts of the body, so-called metastasizes, forms metastasis, then it's very difficult to treat. And how does melanoma develop? It's pretty clear that the major trigger for melanoma is damage to DNA in the skin from ultraviolet light from the sun. And so it correlates best with sunburn, especially with sunburn that you might get in childhood. Um, but that's not to say that all melanomas are derived from sun-induced DNA damage. There are some melanomas where you may get on non-sun exposed sites, uh, and for those we don't really understand the cause, but the vast majority is preventable and is caused by uh, damage to DNA in the skin caused by the ultraviolet light from the sun. And everybody who's been sunburned knows exactly what that means because you get an initial redness, that may go away after a few days, but actually you can already see that all of us, I think, have experienced a sunburn at one stage or another, and you see that cells afterwards start peeling off. And those, that peeling, actually what that represents is cells in the skin that have undergone so much DNA damage they've kind of committed suicide. It's one of the major protective mechanisms against getting cancer. Unfortunately, some cells, melanocytes, may get enough DNA damage and instead of dying, may just get the right kinds of mutations to trigger the onset of, of the disease melanoma. What are the most important lines of research that have developed in the last five to 10 years? I think the most important is the understanding of the full repertoire of genes that are implicated in melanoma. So as you get damage from ultraviolet light, what happens is certain genes have to be mutated for that disease to occur. The analogy would be like a, a car has an accelerator pedal, a braking pedal, and a, a gearing mechanism. For that car to go forward, you need to take off the brakes and push on the accelerator. And that's exactly what damage to, to the DNA in the pigment cells does. It inactivates the brakes and then activates the, the accelerator pedal to make the, the, the car, the cell to divide, right? So the car to go forward, the cell to divide. They have to happen in a particular order. If you just inactivate the brake, nothing much happens on its own, and they have to be done in combination. Uh, and over the past, oh, I suppose, 12, 15 years, we've identified uh, in research across the world the full repertoire, we think, of all those mechanisms that cause this disease, all the genes that we think are really important. And that gives you great opportunities for targeting, uh, to develop new therapies targeting those, those damaged genes to try to, to, to combat the disease. And do different melanoma types respond differently to treatment? That's one of the lessons that's come out of this. So by understanding that full repertoire, we know that certain melanomas, for example, those in the eye, do not have the same mutated genes as some of those from the skin. We also know that some um, melanomas from the skin that are found in, pa in patients that worked outside were chronically sun exposed, are different from those that may have got childhood sunburn in just one or two instances. And so what it turns out is that you'd want to treat people differently based on different genetics. And so some patients, there's one of the genes, for example, that was identified in 2002, so-called BRAF, it's one of the accelerator pedal genes. What happens with that is 
if you target that gene, you get a very effective therapy. But it's no good using that drug for patients that do not have that mutation. So you have to choose which subsets of melanoma you want to deal with with which drug combinations. Why does your line of research matter? Why should we fund it? So what we're really interested in is what are the mechanisms of resistance to drugs? Because although you can target this BRAF um, molecule, it's a very targeted therapy, unlike previous chemotherapies that gave a lot of side effects, and everybody knows that the people that get uh, chemotherapy tend to have uh, their hair falls out, they feel unwell and so on. It's much more targeted, and that's what all of us in cancer biology or cancer therapy are really interested in. How do we get drugs that target in a very specific way with as few side effects as possible? And the problem is that you develop resistance to that drug. Even these targeted therapies are extremely effective in the short term. Within some months, you get resistance. So the question is, what are the mechanisms of resistance and what we can do about it? There's mechanisms of genetic resistance, where other accelerator pedal genes get mutated and bypass the blockade of the first drug. What we're more interested, though, in is a different kind of mechanism where, where some cells have different characteristics within the tumor because they're exposed to different levels of hypoxia, oxygen levels, or different levels of nutrients, or different... Uh, it's like they adopt different personalities depending on their environment, and some of those are drug-resistant. And we've worked out this is very dynamic and reversible, and we can therefore identify drugs to switch cells which are drug-resistant to cells which are drug-sensitive. How does your research fit into translational medicine within the department? Yeah, well, what's important there is, is, is to try and take our observations as a scientist that we've built upon over the last 30 years to the clinic. We're very aware that that's the ultimate aim of any scientist is, is to do their work for patient benefit. And what we've been able to do in recent years is based on the understanding that cells can switch their characteristics from drug sensitive to drug resistant and, and back again can we direct these drug-resistant cells to drug-sensitive cells? And what we've done in collaboration with groups in Spain and more recently at the National Institute of Health in the United States is identify ways in which we think we can do that. Certainly in some model systems, it looks like it's going to work. And at the moment, what we're trying to do is develop or work out the best way to deliver these new drugs to patients in terms of what's the best way to take the drug? Is it a pill? Is it an injection? Uh, what are the side effects? Are there, tox are there problems with toxicity and so on? Once we have all that done, I think we'd be in a much better position to know whether we can get this drug into the clinic to treat patients with what are currently drug-resistant melanomas. Great. Thanks, Colin. Thank you.